0: Hey everybody. Welcome back to Amber and Victor's
1: Chinese Buffet.
0: I'm Amber. Welcome back. And today we have a new segment in our show about Chinese culture. And this is called Fortune Cookies.
1: Fortune Cookies, okay. Which
0: we know are a bit of an imposter on the uh, Chinese buffet scene. But this segment is about how to get lucky. In Chinese culture. Well, it's actually some aspects of what is lucky and unlucky in Chinese culture.
1: As you know, luck is a huge, huge aspect of Chinese culture. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Today, we're going to narrow it down and talk about one subject, which is Chinese weddings. Oh, okay. Because there's many traditions involved with Chinese weddings, and many of them are due to different factors, like things that are auspicious or inauspicious.
1: Very complicated process. Indeed. Yes. Yeah.
0: And it's kind of fun because probably if you make friends in China, one day you will go to a Chinese wedding, and it's nice to understand all the things that are going on. Yeah, there are
1: certain things you should definitely know before <laughs> Yes, and to even a some
0: things that maybe you don't want to make a faux pas about, we will also let you know. Yeah. Now, getting married in China is sort of an elaborate process. Traditionally, you know, in the past, right. um, it wasn't just, you know, my boy meets girl, falls in love and gets married. There was actually a sort of marriage proposal and acceptance process. And this, the young were not trusted with this process themselves, with their right. own marriage destiny. They definitely did not have the experience or the wisdom to make this kind of choice for themselves. So it was the parents, and also there's go-betweens, matchmakers that were basically the ones who were in charge.
1: So like the whole family process, exactly. not just the people who are getting married.
0: Yeah, so basically how it all played out was that the whole process of getting married being so complicated, they would place it in the hands of a go-between. Mm. And this person's kind of like the similar role to what a real estate agent would be today. <laughs> Is, you know, going back and forth between the two parties, showing the goods, that yeah. sort of thing. Usually
1: like older women, older yeah. females, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly, kind of like a matchmaker. And who the important parties were were actually not the bride and groom, potential bride and groom. It was the parents of each potential bride and groom that were the important ones. So what would happen is the boy's parents, maybe they would identify or be shown by this matchmaker a likely bride-to-be. And what they would do is the go-between would go and send some gifts to the girl's parents to see how they felt about the match.
1: Test the water a little bit.
0: Exactly. Now, maybe depending on the gifts or different factors... Um, they'd be well-received. Right. And if so, then the go-between would do something else. Well, they wouldn't go back to the girl's family yet. There was still more to be proven. They, still more. Yes, they had to get not only the date, but the hour of the girl's birth. Oh, okay. They recorded it on a formal document. Now, talk about whether things are lucky or not. They had to know whether the bride was lucky. So they would put this date, this document on an altar, the ancestral altar, for three days. <laughs> and if no bad things happen in these three days, for example, quarrels between the parents or some disaster, yeah, then they would get to the next step, which was the astrological expert to consult wow. if they were a good match. So all of this would happen if the girl passed muster, then the same thing would be done but in reverse for the man. <laughs> it's
1: a quite a process. Exactly. I hope this matchmaker is getting paid well because yeah. uh, it sounds like a lot.
0: Yeah. So all of this would happen and the potential couple haven't even met yet. Did you realize that? (laughs) (laughs) So if you pass through all of these hoops and it came out favorable, then the two families would arrange to meet. And then face to face, they could still, you know, say they weren't into the person. You know, the people still had somewhat of a choice. Yeah. But if they were satisfied, then it would proceed to the betrothal.
1: And sometimes in the more severe cases, the broom and the bride won't meet until their wedding night. Really? Yeah. This Ooh. happened. I've heard stories like that.
0: Oh, well, at least there's none of that. Is he into me and all this dating <laughs> stuff?: Yeah,
1: he's not going anywhere.:
0: <laughs> Exactly. So the actual marriage, such a process, but it would only be agreed upon after there was a lot of bargaining. See, when they two, when the man and the woman decided they were okay with each other, there would be a lot of bargaining, money and goods. you know, they have to negotiate what would be the engagement tokens. Um, and then the next step is picking an auspicious wedding date. This is Finally. very important. Yeah, very, People very important. People take it very seriously. For example, what was that really lucky day when there was thousands and thousands, eight, eight, was it no, in the Olympics? S-
1: it was June 6th, 2006. Right. When everybody in the West were freaking out about the triple six, people in China were busy getting married. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. That's like the luckiest day you could have gotten married. Right. And
1: that's, that's even just modern times. But when we talk about the old days, it's a lot more complicated than just the numbers. You know, your birth hours and then the date, the year your zodiac and, you know, sometimes your family's involved. So the date choosing is quite a process too.
0: Yeah, it's very important. And you'll often find in China, even today, that most of the couples I know, they kind of had two weddings. They would go and actually sign their wedding paper on a very auspicious date. And then later they would have the ceremony when it was convenient. Right. So very often people would be married officially a year before they actually had their wedding. <laughs> okay. Just so that they could have a good date. Okay, so Victor, what about today? Is there all of this rigmarole still?
1: Definitely not even near. Uh, You know, right now, people have a lot more freedom, of course, and they can, you know, choose their spouse on their own or whatever. Um, However, some of the old styles of matchmaking still exist. Yeah. Sometimes young people are introduced through friends or through family friends, through an elderly, or there are still companies that are, you know, basically do matchmaking business.
0: The best matchmaking I saw was in Renmin Park, People's Park in Shanghai. (laughs) On Sundays, parents would go with a big placard with their child's picture and stats, job, income, age, and then they would walk around and find other ones that they thought looked good and try and match up their sons and daughters. How oh, embarrassing. <laughs> well, yeah. But because they felt now, the you know, Chinese people are very busy. They work long hours, the young people, and they're really concerned they <laughs> that they didn't have time to meet someone. Yeah. So the parents were very proactive in this so way. So the
1: retired parents would go out and yeah. find spouses for their kids. It
0: was like a meetup.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Between parents.
0: Yeah. Okay. So they've gone through all that. The couple, parents matchmaking, whatever, everything in the past or present Let's talk about the wedding day itself now. There's a lot of lucky things and unlucky things to be avoided. So now you'll know what to expect, some things about Chinese weddings. Right. So during the wedding day, speaking of, um, one thing I remember is a lot of toasting, a lot of food. There's generally like quite a number of courses of food served, like eight courses, is it, Victor?
1: just depends, I guess, certain... Lots of food, anyway. Lots of food, yeah. And I do
0: remember it was funny. The wedding I went to was an uh, American guy marrying a Chinese girl. And so there was half and half. Some of the guests were Western, some were Chinese. Okay. And so the groom had picked Chinese foods that he knew would be acceptable to, you know, his parents and the visitors from overseas. So they definitely weren't the usual... Um, Chinese dishes I had seen at other weddings, which were like heads on the things and stuff like that. <laughs> but the funny thing was, is at our table, which was all my workmates, most of us were Westerners. We were like, this food is delicious. And everything was clean right off the dishes. And then I at one point looked over to the people next to us. It was a fully Chinese table and they barely even touched the food. <laughs> they were like, what kind of food is this for a wedding? <laughs> and there's a, also another unique thing is there's generally a lot of drinking and there'll be mm. a full huge couple bottles of whiskey, expensive whiskey on your yeah. table, and a couple packs of cigarettes at the yeah. weddings I've been to. <laughs> right. A
1: lot of candies, too. And candies. candies Because, you know, the sweetness represents the sweetness of life. So a lot of these things actually have, you know, extra meanings to represent certain things on a wedding day. Yeah. And speaking of objects, uh, you know, having extra meanings or whatnot, a lot of things should be present during wedding day, and some things should be avoided. One thing that Uh, It's good to have, is peanuts. Because in Chinese, it's called hua sheng. sheng. And the second character, sheng, also means to give birth or to grow. Uh, And hua means flower or variety. So you can give birth to Different <laughs> kinds, you know, like girls, boys. It so much
0: for the one-child policy. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a Don't tradition. Have too many peanuts. <laughs> this is old too many peanuts. This
1: is old tradition. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, it means you have a prosperous family line yeah. going down. And one thing to avoid it, this is a big no-no, I think it still applies today, is to have pears, oh. the fruits as pears on a pear? wedding day. Because a pear in Chinese is called li,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, second tone li. And it's the, exactly the same pronunciation as the word for to part, oh, li, yes. fen And fen which means to separate. Yes. Um, and if you think of that, it's like cutting a pear, eating a pear. It, all these associations should definitely not be had on a wedding oh, day.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, this is
1: traditional, but also still applies even today. So I guarantee you, you never see <laughs> a pear appearing during a wedding day
0: yeah now here's another thing as a guest now we 're used to bring a gift to a wedding, right? But in China, I rarely saw anyone bring a gift. there's something else that you give <laughs> It's the Hong Bao yeah money which is a red envelope filled with money. but there's something very essential to know, a mistake I almost very nearly made is that the denomination of money that you put in the Hong Bao is uh-huh. important. And there's certain denominations you should not put mm, as a gift. Okay. For example, I was thinking, okay, well, I don't know this couple very well. Maybe I'll give them 400 German <laughs> <laughs> B. And my friend was like, no. No. Why, yeah. Victor?
1: Four, again, I think, you know, talking about the associations with other things, four, as people know, is 四, mm-hmm, which Chinese. sounds like the word for 死, which, which is, is, to, is die. to die. And of course, the topic of death is very much avoided publicly mm-hmm. uh, if you can. And totally the opposite of a wedding day. Yes. So you should never bring up any associations of force.
0: So the good news is you can give them 300 kwi and you're actually doing them a favor right. <laughs> and you saved 100 Another quai. thing,
1: I'm not sure people know this, 250 is also a bad number.
0: Ah, because it means stupid, right?
1: Stupid. When you call somebody 250 in Chinese, it means you're calling them stupid. Mm. So people actually try hard to avoid these numbers. So no 250, no, no 400. 400. Nothing about no forty
0: four thousand if you're However, really generous, right. <laughs> don't do it
1: eight is good, yeah, five is good, six, of course, like we said, is good, a nine jiu, which also sounds like forever, yeah, is also very, very good,
0: okay, so go with the nine hundred, so instead get... of
1: four hundred, you'll double <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you'll be like the higher you go, probably, but <laughs> we're so
1: practical though, so you don't give gifts, you just give money,
0: <laughs> you know? I think it's a much better way, actually, <laughs> saves time, right. Now, here's something else interesting about Chinese weddings. One thing we mentioned is that often the wedding itself, the reception, is not on the same day as the actual ceremony. Maybe the couple's already been married for a year. Um, the other thing is, um, this kind of breathes a lot of jump starts in the wedding photos. Right. And as anyone who's been to a Chinese park on a Saturday afternoon would know, there seems to be an inordinate number of brides right. taking pictures. Yeah. And sometimes changing dresses, dresses held up with safety pins in the back because it's not really their wedding dress, (laughs) but they're just taking these wedding photos, which is a huge... Very popular thing Very right popular. Now. I
1: think you see, you know, sometimes people in the West do it, uh, but here and there, but not very often. But mm-hmm. in China, you see it all the time.
0: Yeah. In fact, I think some people are doing it and they're not even getting married. They just want to like <laughs> get a picture of themselves in that dress. But the other funny thing is that they really touch up these photos. And I've been in friends' houses and seen their wedding photos and been like, oh, who's that? Then, Whoa, it's me. And it doesn't look anything like them. They're, They're like, like well, all white. And line, like, huh? Yeah, it's totally different. And then the guys in like a light blue tuxedo and stuff. And even the guy, they touch up. And,
1: well, that's their celebrity Hollywood moments. It is, right? it is. They're going
0: with the flow. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's really popular. Girls well, live for that moment in China. Right. Okay, and one more thing that I think is very unique about Chinese weddings is the hazing of the bride yeah. and the groom.
1: You thought they were all clean and... Like tame. Respectful.
0: <laughs> no. Okay, this is one tradition that... Um, I mean, sure, there's a little bit of ribbing that goes on in Western weddings, but literally all night, the wedding night, the friends of the bride and the groom will go in the wedding chamber and, like, play tricks on them. Yeah. There's no peace yeah, couple on the wedding night. They do certain night.
1: things, and they really get down and dirty They do. things. Yeah, I... You know, I, I don't... There's... Of course, there's no, like the rules or anything like that because you just go in and do whatever you want it's like literally like a hazing of the frat house in the west it sometimes. is on your
0: wedding night right so the bride and groom have to be prepared to not get any sleep on their wedding night but not for the reason you would think in <laughs> <laughs> chinese weddings you
1: know yeah basically you're like entertaining your guests yeah drinking and do whatever they want you to do and it gets pretty crazy actually
0: Yeah. so whether you're attending a wedding or you're the one getting married yeah. Hopefully, you'll get a chance to experience all of these interesting culture cultural aspects to Chinese weddings. Definitely, and everyone come to the site and share your comments if you've been to a Chinese wedding or been in a Chinese wedding. We have
1: Chinese wedding photos to share? Yes, you can come <laughs> and share
0: them with us. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for the Chinese buffet today. And if you want to learn more Chinese or about Chinese culture, make sure to come visit us at ChineseClasses101.com. We have lots of lessons there that can give you a lot of insights about China and also teach you to speak Chinese. 再見,
1: 再见。